letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Susie Jones. Today's stories include the search for a missing man who fell into the St. Croix River, a tough loss for the Timberwolves, and some help cleaning up what might be under all that snow that's in your yards. But we'll start in Stillwater with Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith stopping by to see what could be the worst flooding the area has seen in some 22 years. Hundreds of volunteers have stepped up to help protect Stillwater from historic floodwaters. Senator Amy Klobuchar says the federal government is ready to spring into action if needed. We've gotten really quick, um, quick response from FEMA in Minnesota. Uh, FEMA is a good four-letter word in our state. By early next week, the St. Croix River is expected to rise by 10 feet. Stillwater Mayor Ted Kozlowski says there's comfort in knowing people are willing to help. Definitely want to thank all of our volunteers and everybody in the community for for stepping up to help out and, and certainly our staff and the people behind me. Um, for taking care of this and, and keeping our town safe. Um, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think we'll be fine. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Timberwolves dropped game one in the play-in tournament Tuesday night and are now down to a win-or-go-home situation Friday. Former Timberwolves center Cole Aldrich spoke with WCCO's Vanita Sakar. You know, it's kind of just been the storyline of the whole year. They've played really well and then they just can't finish games. Um, you know, you got a good Lakers team. They got one more chance on Friday against either New Orleans or Oklahoma City. It's either win or go home. So we're gonna we're gonna see if they really want it or if they want to go on vacation. It happened Tuesday afternoon in the 3600 block of Brookdale Drive in Brooklyn Park. Police say they found more than 15 shell casings there and victims at other locations. Brooklyn Park Mayor Hallis Winston says they're seeing the devastating consequences of this ongoing violence among young people in and around their city. A few weeks ago, six youth were shot in Brooklyn Center. A week prior to that, um, one of our uh, officers noted the youth who was, uh, some of the youth that were responsible, they said those youth are going to e- either end up shot or dead within the next few weeks or months. In this latest shooting, he says they believe everyone knew each other and that the victims are expected to survive. The search is resuming for an 18-year-old that fell off a rock ledge near Taylor's Falls. Here's Mark Fry with that. It happened just after 6 p.m. when the Chisago County Sheriff's Office says a Wisconsin man lost his footing and fell off the cliff at Interstate Park. Several agencies searched the area until dark last night and will resume the effort at daylight this morning. Sheriff's officials are also asking the general public to not help in the search at this time as the flow rate of the river along with the normal springtime debris is making for dangerous conditions in and around the water. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. In full regalia, hundreds of priests, nuns, deacons, and seminarians all witnessing the ceremony inside the Cathedral of St. Paul. Father Tom Margevigis organized the event, which he says dates back some 2,000 years. There's evidence all the way in the, in the New Testament itself of the laying on of hands for the establishing of the bishops. St. Paul, for example, laid hands on his young associate Timothy, whom he named bishop in his 
uh, succession. And so the laying on of hands and the ordaining of bishop goes all the way back to the time of the apostles itself. Father Michael Eisen will serve as the new auxiliary bishop in the 12-county Twin Cities area. He grew up in Fairmont and worked for 3M for nine years before deciding to become a priest. I'm Steve Simpson. Rentable bikes and scooters will be out on the streets of Minneapolis beginning next week. Lime, Spin, and Vio will be renting scooters and e-bikes. They'll be distributed throughout all neighborhoods. You can find more information on the city's website. This is Laura Oaks. As President Biden formally declares an end to the COVID pandemic, former Minnesota Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm says it's not entirely clear if we're totally prepared to face another major health event like it. We have so many lessons that we should take away from these last three years. And I I worry a little bit that we're just, and I understand, everybody wants to move on, but we do that at our peril. I think we really need to figure out what should we take away from this. Malcolm telling WCCO's Adam and Jordana there were some good things that came out of the pandemic, such as a deepening of some key state and local partnerships. But she says there was disproportionate risk in who was exposed to COVID based on the kind of work people did, whether they were on the front lines and whether or not they were able to work from home. I'm Steve Simpson. Emotions running high outside the Brooklyn Center Police Department last night as friends and family of Dante Wright gathered to mark two years since his death. Wright died after he was shot by former officer Kim Potter, who claimed she mistook her gun for her taser. Potter was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to two years in prison. She's set to be released later this month. Dante's mother, Katie, meanwhile, says promised changes to policing in that city have not actually happened. To lose Dante in a city that promised so many changes and all we see is baby steps, and we're not even seeing that. Wright is a co-chair of a committee that made recommendations to the city council about six months ago, things like banning traffic stops for minor equipment offenses, but she says they've taken no action on any of them. There's nothing better than showing up with a check. That's Federal (laughs) Transit Administrator Nuria Fernandez handing over a check in the amount of nearly $240 million for the new Metro Transit Gold Line. The new line will run 10 miles from St. Paul through Maplewood, Landfall, Oakdale, and Woodbury. With over 90,000 jobs located near the corridor, the Gold Line will help the entire region reach those opportunities, especially communities that have not realized the benefits of infrastructure projects in the past. The Gold Line, she says, will offer frequent all-day services seven days a week to help shift workers. The buses will operate on bus-only lanes. The half-a-billion-dollar project is expected to be complete in 2025. When we're talking about public safety, particularly in Minneapolis and in this region, at this time, we're literally talking about a matter of life and death. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara joining the mayor and others in expressing the importance of the governor's public safety plan. Chief says they are facing a major challenge when it comes to recruiting new officers. They know that everything that you do as a police officer will be under a microscope in this city, and rightfully so. Mayor Fry says the city would get $34 million in one-time funds to address not just violent crime. We will be using those funds for a combination of both violence prevention, police officers, perhaps 911 dispatchers. Annie says they'll use some of the money to meet the requirements that were part of a recent dissent decree settlement with the state.
This is Laura Oaks. More than 200 projects will greet drivers this year to the tune of $1.3 billion of figure state transportation department officials say is pretty comparable to what's been spent annually over the past four or five years. Department of Transportation Communication Director Jake Loesch says work zones can be dicey and they're reminding drivers to use extra caution. Please drive undistracted, put your phone away, and obey posted speed limits. Oftentimes in road construction work zones, speed limits will be lower than you may be used to. So we really ask folks to pay attention to those because that's really for the safety both of you as a commuter and as, uh, for, the, for the people who are working on that construction site. The list includes roads and bridges, of course, as well as dozens of projects to improve airports, railroad crossings, and transit infrastructure. I'm on, I'm on both Long road. lines these days at Walkin' Dog in the North Star Center downtown Minneapolis after news got out that owner Dave Magnuson is closing up shop. How are you feeling in your final days here? It's mixed feelings because I will miss this, but I won't miss he says it came down to a combination of a family decision and the renovation of the building's food court. We have a grandson now. He'll be two next month, and we have another one on the way. How excited is your wife to have you? Oh, she's, she's over there now watching our grandson, so she yeah, she's loving life. The hot dog joint will officially close on April 21st. Finally, we told you about that trash that the melted snow has uncovered this week. What about what your dog left behind? Mark Fry has that. If you're not wanting to pick up the canine landmines that piled up over the winter, call the professionals. We obviously walk a grid in the yard. We want to make sure that, you know, that we cover every single inch. So we walk a grid, we pick it up. We've got plenty of plastic because we want to protect our scoopers at the same time. For over 20 years, Sonia Tangden has owned and operated Scoopy Poo Doggy Do in Edina and says her team of 13 scoopers have never been busier picking up dog poop by hand. When you're picking up by hand, it's much faster. And you're just throwing it into the bucket and bag it up and leave it behind. Some people, you know, have as many as 10 bags of poop. Scoopy Poo Doggy Doo now has over 600 weekly clients. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.